Welcome to the Stull Community of Faith podcast. May you be blessed as you listen to our Sunday scripture and message by Pastor Kyle Scheidemann. Well, we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving this week. And uh, I know a lot of folks have places to travel to and be enjoying some good meals and enjoying family and being with one another. And so our scripture lesson today comes to us from Luke. Uh, This is the 17th chapter, verses 11 through 19. And now to those that have gathered, hear the word of God for you, the people of God. On his way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, I want you to go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. And then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet, and he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And then Jesus asked, he said, were not ten made clean, but the other nine? Where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except for this foreigner? And then he said to him, get up and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This ends the reading of our scripture for this morning, and we ask God's blessing to be upon the reading of his word. And now may the words of my mouth, but the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our God and our creator, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, drive away the chaff that the kernels left behind might truly nourish us. And we ask this in the name of our risen Savior, our Lord Jesus. Amen. Greg Anderson, uh, in his book, in living life on purpose. He tells a story about a man whose wife had left him. And he was completely depressed. During this time, he had lost faith in himself. He lost faith in other people. He also lost faith in God. He just found no joy in living whatsoever. And there was a a rainy morning. You know those rainy, gloomy mornings? And this man went to a small neighborhood restaurant for for breakfast. And there were several other people that were in in the restaurant, a little diner. But no one was speaking to anyone else. And so our miserable friend, he was hunched over the counter. And he was just kind of, you know, had his little coffee cup and was just kind of stirring it, you know, deep in thought as he stirred his coffee. And then one of the little small booths along the window, there was a young mother and had her little girl there. And the little girl broke all this silence by shouting. She probably thought it was normal voice, but everyone else thought she was shouting. And she said, Mama, why don't we say our prayers here? Well, the waitress that had, or wait person that had just 
serve their breakfast turned around and said, well, well, sure, honey, you can pray here. In fact, she said, well, will you just say your prayer for us? And so the little girl, she turned around and she looked at the rest of the people in the, in the restaurant, and you can just hear her, her little voice saying, bow your heads. Surprisingly, one by one, the heads started going down. And the little girl, she bowed her, her head, and she folded her hands and said, God is great, God is good, and we thank him for our food. Amen. When she had said the prayer, the atmosphere in that entire diner changed. People began talking to one another. And the, the white person said, you know, we should do that every morning. And then all of a sudden, said our friend, he said, my, my whole frame of mind started to improve. From that little girl's example, I started to thank God for all that I, all that I did have. And I stopped majoring in all the stuff that I don't have. I started to be grateful. You know, we, we all understand and appreciate the importance of, of gratitude. We know how it can radically change relationships. In fact, one of the first things, and I kindly touched on this just a moment ago, that we teach our children is to express gratitude. Someone gives them a piece of candy, and we say, now, what do you say? Right? And the child learns from an early age that the answer is, thank you. And certainly, we all know as adults that we appreciate being thanked. And yet, when it comes to giving thanks to our Heavenly Father, so often we miss the mark. And when giving thanks to God, I, I don't suppose there's any story in the Bible that is so endearing to us, so timelessly appropriate as the story of Jesus healing the ten lepers. We've all heard the story many, many times, but like so many Bible stories, we learn something new from it each time we hear it. And so the story begins as he entered a certain village, there he met the ten lepers, and they, they stood at a far distance. And don't you ever think for a moment that death is not the worst thing that can happen to a person. It's not. And the scene this morning that you have in your minds is, a, is case in point. These ten men walked the earth. They breathed, they ate, they had hopes, they had fears, they had aspirations, they had feelings, just like you and me. And yet there was a tragic sense in which they were already dead. They were the walking dead. Leprosy was the most dreaded of all of the ancient diseases. It ate away at the body, it left its victim maimed and disfigured, and there was no known cure. 
all of their hopes for a family life, for a useful occupation, plans for the future, they were dead men and women. The situation was made even worse because leprosy was believed at that time to be highly contagious. And actually we know today that it's not, but you tell that to an ancient superstition. The scripture made it quite clear that these lepers, as they approached Jesus, they were standing at a far distance away from him. Jewish law clearly prescribed that a leper could not be within 50 yards of a clean person. So everywhere that these poor men and women went, they, they would hear the familiar words yelled out, Unclean! Leper! Stay away! Leprosy was a serious public health concern, and, and it was tinged with the religious element of ritual uncleanliness. And so not only did they have to live with their physical handicap, but they were also isolated. They had to live in the hell of loneliness. That can do more to drain a person's energy than, than living with a horrible disease. But even in the midst of these horrible situations, the lepers had something to be thankful for. In other words, they, they had their common misery. They could at least band together. They had found each other. And it's, it's interesting to note that, that one of these ten lepers, it was a Samaritan. Now, I know that Samaritan doesn't sound very threatening, but to the good Jew in that day, they would have no dealings with a Samaritan. The Jews looked upon the Samaritans as though they were, they were dogs. They were half-breeds. And yet, in the common misery, these leprosy, with their leprosy, these men and women forgotten that they were Jew and Samaritan, and they realized all they were was men and women in need. So you might say, well, it was a case of misery loves company, right? Well, maybe so. But I know that there is power in fellowship especially the fellowship of people who have a common need. Even lepers found it so, which I think is the very first point of the story, which is simply this. In the midst of our problems, there is always something to be thankful for. Now, some of you may be thinking, well, Pastor, you know, that's easy for you to say, but, you know, you really don't know the problems and the circumstances that, that I am dealing with right now. And, and I'm sure that there are many in this nation who suggest at this time in our nation's history there is very little for which we could be grateful. Certainly I cannot deny the reality of the problems that do exist. And in many cases, very deep and troubling pains and sorrow follow you. But friends, <laughs> there is no one sitting here this morning who has it worse than these ten men did. What could possibly be worse than that situation? But yet, they had something to be thankful for. Have you ever wondered? Here we are coming upon Thanksgiving, and we all know the, the, the story of the pilgrims and the Indians. They all sat down together. Have you ever wondered what the first pilgrims had to be thankful for? 
I mean, we remember we see the we see the pictures. We we go, well, wait a minute. They were they were sitting there together. They were feasting with all these mountains of food. Why? What's wrong with that? But we don't know that the first Thanksgiving for the pilgrims found half of their numbers had died. They didn't even have the barest of comforts. They were men without land. But yet, in the midst of all that, there was gratitude to God. The pilgrims' thanksgiving was, was not for the materialistic things of life. The pilgrims' thanksgiving was one of hope and faith. And it was that same sense of hope and faith that enabled Apostle Paul as he sat in that dingy prison cell in Rome. And he writes, First, I give thanks to God through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Perhaps Daniel Defoe gave us some really good advice through his fictitious character, Robinson Crusoe. Remember that? Remember the first thing that Crusoe did when he found himself on that deserted island was, was to make out a list? And on one side of the list, he wrote down all of his problems. Then on the other side of the list, he wrote down all of his blessings. And so on one side, he wrote, I don't have any clothes. But then on the other side, he wrote, but it's warm and I don't really need any. On the other side, he wrote, well, you know, all my provisions are lost. But then on the other side, he wrote, well, but there is plenty of fresh fruit and water on the island. And so right on down the list he went, pros and cons. There was a positive aspect, something to be thankful for. And it's easy for you and I to find ourselves on an island of, of, of despair. But perhaps it's time we sit down and we take an inventory of our blessings. Because even in the midst of suffering, reasons can be found to give thanks. That is the very first lesson. But we cannot, we cannot stop there. Finding reasons to be grateful is well and good, but the second lesson of the story is, is far more important. In the midst of problems, thanksgiving needs to be expressed. So let's look at the story. Look at the story again with me this morning. As Jesus entered this village, this band of ten lepers sought him out, okay? Because word had already reached them that there was this itinerant miracle worker, and he had cured a leper in a village not distant, not very far from their own. And so as a group, well, they heard about that, and they was, man, there was a glimmer of hope here. And so the group approached him with these words. He said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus responded, he said, well, go, go show yourselves to the priests. Now, initially, that, that may sound a little bit strange, but the fact is the priests of that day, they were also public health officials. If a person had been cured from an infectious disease, they had to present themselves to the priests. And then the priests would give them the health certificate. And so no doubt the lepers were a little bit puzzled by Jesus' command. 
To say that it was premature was an understatement. Why bother to get a health certificate when you, when you haven't been cured? But they believed his words. And so they did as he commanded. And I don't know <clears throat> how you would explain what happened next. I can't begin to explain how it happened. But the fact is, these ten lepers, they were on their way to the priests, and something began to happen to them. The numbness began to pass. The wretched sores that scarred their hands and their faces they began to vanish. Their strength began to return. And Luke simply words it this way, and it came to pass as they went, they were healed. As they had obeyed the command of Christ, their longing for healing had come. Wow, man. You know, at this point, we don't even have to finish the story, do we? Because we all know how it ends. I mean, these, these cured men, they go running back to Jesus, right? They go running back and say, oh, my God, blessed healer, <laughs> great physician, praise be to Jesus. That's what they did, didn't they? Yeah, I know they had. Surely they ran back to him. But no. That's, that's not, the, not the way Kylie told the story. Not the way we read it. That's not the, how the evangelist tells the story at all. Nine of the ten were never heard from again. What a pitiful revelation of human nature. What rank ingratitude. Surely this is not typical. This can't be, a, can't be 90% of the people in the world. But then again, now we live in a world in which there are more hungry people than there were 100 years ago. And did you know that according to a Gallup poll, 9 out of 10 American families will not even utter a prayer as they sit down at Thanksgiving dinner? 9 out of 10. Jesus said, where are the other nine? No one will return and give thanks to God? Are we really that much unlike them? I wonder. I really wonder. But there was one who did return. And one came back, as the scriptures say, and he praised God with a loud voice. What an ending. If you look at the percentages, it is a powerful picture of man's ingratitude, but a more powerful portrait of thanksgiving. If you look at that one grateful leper. The enduring image of the one grateful leper reminds us to choose the better way. But wait, there is, there is one more lesson here. It is an irony inserted at the very end this one that came back, the one that returned, was a Samaritan. He was the dog, the half-breed, the outcast, the Gentile, the one who was considered unholy. And he showed us just how holy his heart really was. He came back, expressed his gratitude. 
And to this man, Christ gave not only a physical blessing, but also a spiritual blessing. He said to him, go your way. Your faith has saved you. The other nine, they were probably all Jews, had been freed from the misery of leprosy, but they were still in bondage to the misery of ingratitude. And I'm convinced that this small footnote to the story is there to remind us of God's salvation is for those outside the doors of our church. And that we should throw ourselves at the feet of Jesus and give thanks. And so as we approach Thanksgiving, just a few days away, let us give thanks before Thanksgiving begins. And may we remember the words of the Apostle Paul. He said, rejoice always. Pray constantly. Give thanks in everything. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. It is the will of God, says the Apostle, to give thanks to God. And I well imagine that there are some of us here this morning that are long, long overdue in expressing our thanks to God. Amen. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, as we approach Thanksgiving, let us truly be thankful. Lord, there are a lot of folks outside of this church we know that do not know you, have not found you, do not know about how much we should be giving thanks to you. So Lord, help us spread the word. And on this Thanksgiving day, even though it's not a holy day, on this Thanksgiving day, let us be grateful. Let us be grateful for friends, family, a wonderful country where we can express our feelings as we choose. But most of all, Lord, let us give thanks to you for the bounty that you have given to us. 